and welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia's podcast brought to you by Primark. I'm Rhiannon and each week I'll be interviewing women worth listening to and getting them to pass on the six best pieces of advice they've ever been given and the worst piece too. Thank you so much for joining us for our fifth episode. Today's interviewee is Alice Living, personal trainer, best-selling author and fitness Instagrammer. Alice has had lots of ups and downs over the years. She hit the scene as Clean Eating Alice and amassed thousands of followers before being hit with a backlash during that clean eating backlash. But now a qualified personal trainer and ditching the clean eating moniker, she's still going strong and has even recently launched a workout collection with Primark. I love meeting Alice who, despite a cold, was a lovely ball of energy. She was brimming with positivity and had a real range of advice. She talked about life, business, embracing what she termed healthy selfishness and uh, even dropped in some advice from her granddad. So over to Alice. I'm here with Alice. It's lovely to see you, Alice. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Although suffering slightly from a cold, but um, I'm going to power through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's at that time of year you were just saying whether it's hay fever or a cold. It's a nightmare, isn't it? I know. Summer cold as well. What are the chances? <laughs> God's sakes. <laughs> um, so well, you're here to give us your best advice. Are these pieces of advice people have passed on to you or pieces that you're, yeah, you we, figured out? I don't know. I went for a bit of a mix of like... Um, the two things some of them have been things that I've just learned along the way I guess over the last like four years I've done a lot of a lot of stuff and I think along the way um, I've learned a fair few bits that have really helped me but then also I've had great advice from people around me I feel like over the last sort of two to three years um, when I've really needed it because it's not always been like a plain sailing linear journey of success Um, so it's been yeah it's been times like that when I've called on people near me that I feel like have given me great advice some great some awful but um you know the stuff that was good I've <laughs> I've kept in here so your first piece of advice I like this I've not heard this term before practice healthy selfishness yeah I haven't heard it I'm gonna like try and trademark it no I'm yeah. joking I'm not gonna trademark <laughs> it but um but yeah it's my it's my it's kind of thing that I realized over the last two years I guess is this thing of healthy selfishness that I feel like we live in a world where everyone feels like they need to be everything to everyone and I definitely at the start of when I started doing everything that I do so blogging and personal training and I just wanted to do everything and I wanted to be the person that went to all of the events and never turned down a social occasion and never turned down clients as well so you know as a PT Um, I was working, you know, I was getting up at five, starting work at six, working mornings and then going to a lunch event. Then I might go to an evening event and it was just working nonstop. And I think um, I realised that I just need something needed to be sacrificed in order to... um, just maintain um, a sustainable level of work and also like I'm a big advocate of the fact that it should be quality over quantity so for me it was like when I am working all those hours it's great and loads of people are getting FaceTime with me but is the quality of what I'm doing with them actually 100% probably not and it was being impacted by just wanting to do everything so I think this idea of healthy selfishness it's almost bulletproofing yourself against that burnout and against 
doing too much so that your quality of what you're trying to put out goes down um and so it is about learning to say no and you know understanding that sometimes you can't do everything but actually it's for the greater good of your health and your well-being to turn down certain things or to to not always feel as though you need to be doing a million things at once I think social media drives this idea of constantly having to be doing something you know and even like sitting down for like an hour on a Sunday is like god forbid you should not be doing anything on your Sunday afternoon like um but even like this weekend I I put up an insta story about how I'd like had a nap on a Saturday afternoon um and I had loads of people message me being like I'm so glad that you said that because I always feel guilty about laying down and having a little nap and I was like do you know what we need to we need to practice more of that because actually that's that that level that kind of finding that balance of being able to know when to put your foot down on the pedal and to take it off is so important and do you feel like that's something you can now do you're at now you're at a certain level level of success say for instance earlier in your career was it about the fact that you worked 20 hours a day did you need to do that first yeah and I sat I sat on a panel recently actually at an, an, an event where we actually were completely divided by this um so there was we were all sort of entrepreneurs and business people um half of the panel agreed that in the first sort of six months to a year of starting something new or doing something you had to commit all the hours that god gave you you know you had to be there you had to show up you had to have a hundred percent commitment to whatever it is that you were doing and I think to a certain extent whether I realized it or not I did do that whether that was the right thing to do or not I'm not so sure I think that um sometimes when you're starting a business or you're starting an idea or you're even just starting a blog or whatever to to invest yourself a hundred percent in that is amazing but also you never really get that perspective of being able to te- step back and just take a breath and be like okay what is it I'm doing you know most businesses fail within the first year of of starting up um and I often think that that comes from just almost looking too far in the day-to-day and being so invested in what you're doing and not stepping back and being like, what's the bigger picture? What's the long-term goal? Instead of looking one week ahead, look one year, two years ahead. Um, and I think that you're allowed to do that when you just take a bit of a rest. So I think, yeah, a lot of people are divided and I think everyone probably works differently. Some people will need that idea of committing themselves 100% to something when they're first starting out. Um, but I think others would really benefit from committing 100% Monday to Friday, but having Saturday, Sunday as this is my my other life I'm still going to have a social life I'm still going to do all the things that I enjoy to get a bit of perspective from from what I'm doing absolutely and um, moving on to your second piece of advice I find this really interesting because your business is you you are your brand you mm. know it's quite a single pursuit but yeah. you, you've said here knowing the importance of having a support network and a good one yeah and I actually think that came from even before starting my business and my brand mm-hmm. and everything I've done um growing up I I'm very fortunate to have had the most supportive parents in anything that I wanted to do. And I had quite a turbulent teenage years, as I'm sure loads of people do. Um, I went through a very, like, um, I'm actually, I've spoken about this a lot recently, um, but went through a very abusive relationship through which I came out the other side, you know, healthier, happier, stronger. Um, But my, through, like, at that time, I didn't realise the importance of things like my mum and my dad, who I completely hid it from and was, like, you know, terrified of them finding out. Um, And... Instead, I yeah, I think coming out of the other side of that, I realised how important it was to rely on those people that are closest to you. And um, so from then have, have really held tight people like my mum, uh, my good friends. And 
relied on the on on their support um a lot and I think yeah it's so so important and I think as well like you know like I (laughs) I've gone through a number of big changes in my life so I was due to study history at Southampton University I decided no I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna go into the theatre and my parents like what um but they supported me 100% and then it was you know going to theatre school and then it was uh, during my first job when I was doing Annie the UK tour um it was actually I'm gonna give this up and I'm gonna do blogging and you know they still supported me 100% and I'm so lucky to have that because it is important to have those cheerleaders in your life who are gonna be who are gonna be there for you no matter what and support you no matter what because not everyone will always do that and having those one or two people that you can just go to when you do need a pick me up or you need to be like you know I'm I'm really struggling um that's that's so key so I think yeah having a really good support network is is really really crucial to for me my my long-term like health and happiness Absolutely. Is it friends as well? Do you have friends? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my my friends are so important and um, I have lots of different friends as well. I'm one of those people that likes to have, like, I'm friends with lots of different groups of people, which is nice. So, you know, I've got my friends from college and then I've got my friends who I've met in the last sort of three or four years who are also amazing. Um, and yeah, having those people that are your go-tos, you know, the person that you can call when you're in floods of tears because yeah. someone's said something awful to you on, online or whatever, are so important. Um, and yeah, I'm very grateful to have those. It's about having people you can be vulnerable with and not 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 worrying about calling them up and saying, oh, I need something. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm a massive advocate of like just talking about how you feel and being really open and sharing. Um, I also like... <laughs> I use social media as a way of doing that. You know, so often I'll just chat on my Insta stories, even though there's not one specific person listening. It's just that cathartic feeling of getting something off your chest and just saying, you know what, I've had a really bad day. This is what's happened. This is how I'm feeling. It is really, really, um, really helpful. And, you know, I always feel better for having um, shared. Yeah, releasing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And your third piece of advice Again, it's really interesting because obviously technology for you and Instagram and mm. Twitter and the way you communicate with people you work with uh, is so key. But you're talking about how technology is not everything. And yeah. You have to do, have to realise relationships are important too. Yeah. So this one actually came. So my granddad is a massive inspiration to me and I went for yeah. brunch with him on Sunday and I said that I was coming on this podcast. I said, granddad, I'm going on this podcast. He's worked in the fashion industry for like 60 plus years, wow. started a business from scratch, like has done amazingly well. And I was like, they've asked me for my bits of life advice. And he is one of those people that can literally, if you say that to him, he'll just talk for like two hours and give you all the advice in the world. (laughs) So um, I said, keep it short, but what are the best bits of advice that you'll give? And he actually said, and this one was something that I hadn't even thought of, but it's so true, is he was like, no matter what advances we have in technology, you know, no matter how much everything can become about what's on your phone and engaging with people via a social media platform or whatever, true relationships are still so key. Mm. They're the ones that are most important because he, you know, he likened it to speaking to one of his suppliers, for example. And, you know, he said, imagine if I'd had a bad month and everything that we talked about was only over email. He said, how how key would it be if I just pick up the phone and say, in person, like, you know, or even, yeah, sorry, in person, and just say, you know what, we've had a really bad month, we're really, really struggling. Mm. Is there any way that we can negotiate when we deliver on X, Y, or Z? Yeah. And, um... He said, you know, if you keep a g- good relationships with people, it will come back to help you in, in the long term. Um, and I think it's so true. Like, 
I am so grateful for all the success that I have on social media and and how amazing it is. And it gives me so much back in terms of rewards. Um, And I'm so fortunate to have, you know, to have that platform. But also I think I... I need something beyond that. And some of my best times have been since getting into a relationship and having that connection with someone beyond social media. Some of my best times have been with my friends when we've been on, not been on our phones or we've had a bit of a digital detox. And when I've had family events where my phone's been in my bag the whole time. And it is, it's about appreciating that those relationships are key Mm. they're so important and maintaining those outside of the social realm and the technology realm is really really important in my opinion um and but social media gets a bad rap doesn't it because really there's lots of bad things on there but that social media is just about expanding relationships with yeah people. it's having relationships with people without having to meet them yeah as well. and I think you know what you're, you're so right and there's so many amazing things about it and I I love it you know I would I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for it so mm-hmm. I have to you know I absolutely love what it brings to me and even the fact that like I can have conversation with people who are on the other side of the world and I think that's amazing the other thing the other thing that I think it's great for is giving a voice and giving a platform to people who wouldn't necessarily have been amplified had it not been for social media. So, mm-hmm. you know, people of colour, people of um, different genders, different, like th- people that are just in the minority within within our day-to-day, but actually on social media, they're able to have a voice and they're able to be celebrated and they're able to connect with people that are similar to themselves. And I honestly think that's one of the most wonderful things about it. Yeah. And um, so for me, I think, yes look I sit here and say there are sometimes points where I just want to throw my phone in the bin (laughs) but actually ultimately I do love it and I think it's amazing for so many people yeah and you have been through the ringer you've as you said you had ups and downs on on social media in particular yeah you know it's this power for good and then it's this awful thing when it's not with Mm. you and how do you deal with that yeah I mean I've been through some difficult times and I definitely think you know going through the changing of my name and being called Clinitianis before and then not being called that and I found you know a lot of the times um when I've had criticism or when I've had bad press Mm -hmm. it's been really difficult and like you said at at the start you know because my brand is me Mm -hmm. an attack feels so personal it's like oh my god (laughs) they're being so mean about me um but I think sometimes you just have to detach yourself from that um but also like I think going back to like having a support network Mm -hmm. it is really crucial at times like that you know when when Am I allowed to swear when the shit yes, hits the can. fan, basically, <laughs> which happens often? You know, there are times when people are can be really cruel, and that's I guess another downside of social media. People can just say what they want, and and there be no repercussions for that. So people can be really cruel, and it's and it can be difficult sometimes. And I think at times like that, being able to escape and have a support network of people that are like, oh god, you know, that's hilarious. Don't like just and be able to laugh about it as well is so important. Um, but um. I think also the other thing that I say about like general criticism through social media is often it's like just one person and, and it's really hard because for every hundred lovely, lovely comments you'll get, there'll be one that might be a little bit nasty, but it'll stick in your head for the rest of the day. And it's so hard not to just focus on that negative one person compared to all the lovely, lovely other comments. But, you know, you just have to, you just have to ha- develop a bit of a thick skin for it, um, which I feel like I've done. That's just t- about. That is just so tough though, isn't it? And, mm. and that the idea that that person is with you for the rest of your day, they kind of do have that a power, which mm-hmm. you don't want to give somebody. I know, I'm one of my worst... Um, 
comments that I've ever got actually and it still makes me my skin crawl now is um someone wrote on one of my Instagram posts and she said um you're always on your Instagram stories you always seem so happy and smiley but I've seen you walking around Fulham which is where I live and I've seen you looking absolutely miserable is it just an act do you just put this on for social media and I was like oh my god God, and suddenly you're you're second guessing everything that you do. When I step up my front door, I'm like, oh my God, are people watching me? Do I look miserable? Yeah. Have I got a resting bitch face? You know, and when I'm doing my food shop, am I not, like, do I have to walk around the aisle smiling just to make sure that people think that I'm happy a lot of the time? Like, it's so hard. And suddenly you're, you're thinking that... It, and, and I'll be totally honest and say, I do have times where I just think, oh my God, is everyone looking at me? Yeah. Is, everyone, is, is everyone judging what I'm doing? And I think that's really horrible because, uh, well, that particular comment, sorry. And for a while, it really did give me a complex of mm. thinking, oh God, like, do I need to be on my A game 24-7? Then I thought to myself, hang on a second. Like, the whole point of my social media is to show that, you know, I have amazing times in my life, but I've also shown the bad side as yeah. well. You know, I've cried on my stories. I've done, I've sworn, I've, you know, I've said all sorts and, <laughs> And showing like my life as as a, a as turbulent as it may be is more real and more um, honest mm. than you know. Yes, okay, my in stories a lot of the time I am happy and smiley, but you know, it's it's peppered with with real life, and I think that's what my audience engages with best. So, yeah, I try try and put that comment to the back of my mind now. Yeah. Oh God, that's so. I know exactly what you mean. So that you can't get out of your head. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> Grazia Life Advice is brought to you by Primark. Amazing fashion, amazing prices. If listening to Alice has got you inspired to hit the gym or try out one of her Instagram videos, the Primark activewear range has got you covered. From colourful leggings to great value trainers, their range will help give you any gym inspiration you need. Our best advice is to get down to your local Primark store and take a look. Now, back to Alice. Your fourth piece of advice I love this so understand and react to the speed of change yeah what's that about and and when has it kind of come into your life so I started blogging um, four years ago and since starting the industry the the whole social media world has completely changed I mean it has blown up bigger than I ever imagined it to be I mean even saying blogging seems yeah. kind of old for you, you know pictures of wordpress things on the yeah <laughs> and honestly like it seemed so basic four years ago and it was like you know to take a few pictures of food and that was it um and now it's just huge and there's so much involved in it and I think this is another one that came from my granddad actually understand the speed of change and always be one step ahead and it is over the past four years I've had to completely be appreciating how quick things are changing and how I always need to try and anticipate and be ahead of that change so that you can stay current um and it's hard you know it really is hard you know having to predict where things are going to go next you know when I first started there was no video on Instagram suddenly there's video and it was only 15 seconds suddenly then from 15 seconds there's now a minute long videos on Instagram suddenly you're allowed to do stories and you're suddenly allowed to tag things and they have just they've grown and changed so much and you've really just had to work with it and instead of fighting against it just try and keep one step ahead and um I think it's it's a good rule for life as well things Mm -hmm. things are if you if you suddenly get to a point where you're like oh yeah I feel really comfortable and happy here I'm really this is really how I want it to be 10 minutes later things will have moved on and you're still in that in that comfortable place so 
instead of looking down and thinking what I'm doing today is great, mm. look next week and say, okay, what I'm doing today is really good, but how can I prepare myself for what I've got next week and the week after? What's happening outside of my like little circle that I can look to for um, inspiration in terms of where things might be going? Um, so I think, yeah, we, we, we really need to appreciate that because of, and um, because, yeah, because of social media, things just move 10 times quicker oh, yeah. than they ever have done. And we really need to appreciate how quickly things can change. One minute you're in, next minute you're out, you know, it's that kind of thing. And and so trying to just keep your head above water and, and keep moving is really, really key. Mm. Yeah, I mean, with all this, vi- video is ruling our lives, mm. undoubtedly, and taking over more and more. When do you get time for your books or your TV? You know, what is it yeah. that you do when you're not on Instagram? Do you read? Yeah, I do read. I'm reading a really good book at the moment, actually. Um, and I tend to do it in the evenings when I get into bed. You know, like, I try, if I can, to limit my so- phone time when I'm, you know, yeah. past, like, 8 o'clock or whatever, just because it does impact your sleep and there's so many studies to show its impact on quality of sleep and mental health. So, um, yeah, I tend to try if I can, I've got my book by my bed with best intentions of reading it every (laughs) evening. Um, that when I get into bed, I try and do a little bit of reading, but actually, and this is the good thing is that reading just sends me to sleep. So within about 10 pages, I'm like, I'm ready to go. And then, uh, and then I, yeah, I'm off to sleep, but, um, I do try and read. I'm a huge, like podcast avid listener. Um, I, so I listen to all sorts of different podcasts. I know you had Dolly Auditon on here, loved hers. Um, I love, um, the guilty feminine. There's so many that I listen to. Um, and I think like things like commuting and stuff, they're my time to escape with a podcast, learn something, expand my, you know, knowledge on, on a certain area um so they're they're a great thing too yeah absolutely uh trust you just spoke about trust Mm. but um you said here a great piece of advice is trust is earned when actions meet words what do you mean by that yeah I think um when I first started out in my career I was so naive in terms of what I did and I made decisions very quickly and trusted people very quickly and got my fingers burnt quite a few times and there were huge learning curves for me and it was because people promised me the world and I am such a dreamer I'm like oh my god that sounds amazing yeah of course and never actually delivered on any of those things and I found that really challenging and really hard as like a young you know I was 21 I you know had all these people promising me x y and z I remember I had some big big meetings really early on in my career um that where people threw big numbers on the table or big projects and plans and it's really easy to get swept up in that and just be like oh my god yeah and not think well what do they want from me like what have I got to sacrifice for this and not have more of a critical thinking approach and and kind of work off the fact that they deliver something and then you can or or they do action something and then you can appreciate it and and begin to trust them and you know I got my fingers burnt big time in terms of management I signed with the management agency which at the end of the day, weren't the right people for me um, for whatever reason. And um, it's because I was just so quick to sign a dotted line and I believed everything they said in the first meeting and was like, yep, cool, sold. Um, And it turned out that wasn't really the case. Um, So I just think particularly for people that are just starting out, um, don't believe everything that people want to sell to you. Like don't like have a bit more of a critic, be be, be a critical thinker. Um, I actually sat on a panel recently with a woman called Kimberly Wilson, who's an amazing psychologist. And she said, we've kind of through social media, we've lost the art of critical thinking a little bit and just looking at something and not taking it as gospel straight away. And I think the same can be said in business. Like, 
and life in general don't always take everything that's put in front of you as yep oh you know in the news in on social media um in life in general you know have a bit more of a critical analysis on things and think is that actually are they are they writing that do they have a bias like what do they want me to believe why are they writing this why are they trying to convince me to do this what are they getting out of it um and I know it sounds a little bit morbid because it's like oh trust no one but um it's I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying that it's important to just be a little bit reserved in terms of giving trust until those actions are delivered or people do come through on what they're they're saying they're going to do for you um and then once trust is earned it's the most important thing to maintain because the other thing is that once trust is there as soon as it's broken it's the hardest thing to get back and um so if someone does break your trust that is just impossible for me I find it really difficult to then regain trust in that person um so yeah I think trust is trust is key and I try and like I said keep that with my audience keep that with people in my circle and keep that as a rule in life in general yeah, I wondered, you touched on it. it, as much as you having trust in people you've worked with, is it about that trust that you have with all the people that follow you, you know, that yeah. you, you are doing the workouts that you say you're doing, you're yeah. eating the food you're eating, yeah. you know, there's so, there is stuff on the internet now which is totally untrue. Of people course. People aren't doing what they're saying. I know, and this, it's that lack of transparency and authenticity that really drives people to kind of not like social media um I can honestly say like for me and uh, even as a consumer of social media one of the most important things in choosing the people that I follow is that transparency is that 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 level of trust that you develop with them so that you know when they say something it's you know factually correct or it's it's what they believe in or you know they're not doing it for an ulterior motive um so I think yeah I, I it's something I practice with my audience I I've had that as one of my fundamental rules in terms of everything that I do with blogging is that get people to trust you, give them a reason to trust you. You know, if that means that I, and and these are things that I do constantly going on courses, learning, reading so that I can be the best at my personal training job as possible. So that the advice that I do give on social media is a hundred percent, you know, correct. And is, is the best advice that I can give or, you know, in terms of if it's, um, working with other experts because I might not be an expert on a subject so you know I could sit and talk about skin health but I'm not an expert on it and I don't pretend to be so instead of trying to convince my audience that I'm an expert on it why not get someone why not collaborate why not get someone on who is an expert show show the stuff that I I know but also share that that person's expert knowledge with my audience so they develop that level of trust of knowing that I'm not going to talk about anything that I don't feel 100% comfortable talking about um and yeah, I just think it, it always comes down to trust. And um, like I said, it's it's one of those things that maintaining that is so important. So with brand collaborations, with with all of my posts, it's about re going, refining that message and thinking, okay, is my audience going to trust me saying this? Um, and constantly working to maintain it so that so that I can continue working with brands and doing things that I feel passionate about. Absolutely. I love this final piece of advice because it it looks like it could be on Instagram, but I think it's really nice. Happiness is an inside job, you've said. Yeah, I think, um, oh God, there's so many times when I've tried to fill a void of happiness by doing external things like I'm terrible with money sometimes I can think that oh yeah god I'm gonna go and buy myself a nice dress and that'll make me happy <laughs> or I'm gonna sometimes it does it does but it's all it's always a a, tem- a temperamental thing like it's never permanent and I think 
I have certainly found that happiness is never a permanent thing. Like, we are going to have shit times. We're going to have days that are really bad. But it does have to start inside. Like, it does have to start. And I don't know quite how to describe the feeling. But, like, self-awareness of emotions, feelings, like, those are really really key I cannot and I really struggle to meditate and I know that loads of people are like oh, meditation is the thing yeah. but I just really struggle with it but I do go to yoga and I find that quite a medit- quite a meditative process and I find within that time you know when I'm down with dogging mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can think about what actually you know makes me happy and and kind of get rid of bad energy and try and think about positive affirmations and things like that you know I am not an expert in these things speaking about being an expert I'm the least expert but I do find like I've got in a good groove of being able to find my happiness from within rather than trying to fill it with external things um and I think that's a, a really important lesson and it's not something that I how I've achieved it's something that I'm working on and will constantly work on because like I said I don't think happiness is ever a permanent thing I don't think you can just reach happiness one day and be like right that's it I'm packing my bags I'm done I'm happy yep cool um it's something that constantly needs to be worked on but that that would be my first place to start is looking inside what's going on inside inside of me (laughs) basically that that I need to kind of assess and and then um you know work on yeah yoga is great for that I totally huge fan huge fan uh, and we always like to finish on a piece of v- bad advice that you wouldn't pass on. <laughs> I kept it silly with this one. Yeah, go on, tell us. What, tell us what it so is. It's, well, it's at your age, not your shoe size. Mm-hmm. And I used to get told this because I used to be a big kid when I was younger. You know, even when I was like 13, I used to still play with dolls and stuff. And it's like, Alice, at your age. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I just think I'm such a big advocate of us being able to keep young, like keep childish play about do stupid things like mess around um I like me and my boyfriend have like a very great like lovely mature relationship also some of my funnest times when we've just been like really silly and really stupid and I think we should never lose that like that's so important having that like childish instinct and just being able to play and um yeah I think just be really um yeah not not having to constantly think oh god I need to be acting my really mature and you know thinking way beyond me years I think trying to yeah sometimes just letting yourself be a big kid is is so important yeah there's loads of studies that back that up too yeah you should be doing things that you know just involve pure happiness and nothing you know nothing I'm a huge fan of coloring books I think they're wicked and that was such a childhood thing of like doing coloring books but they're, they're amazing there's like you know books and adult coloring books now yeah. and everything in it um but yeah they they they've got lots of um fun stuff in there and i, I find them really fun um and a good way of escaping yeah trampolining ball pit yes now, i went it? to go ape last week oh, you did? that oh, was hilarious uh, well i was terrified i was like i'm absolutely fine i'm not scared of heights at all and then i got the first one and was like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was really really good so things like that yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's good to have fun amazing thank you alice thank you so much for joining no thank you it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you so much to alice i loved meeting her and i especially love that i can take on some of her advice without going to a gym so thanks for that alice if you're enjoying the podcast so far please do subscribe rate us review us tell someone in your gym that all really does help us out 
Next week, our guest is journalist Emma Barnett, who we had a brilliant chat with. Really looking forward to sharing that with you. Thanks again to our friends at Primark for their support. We look forward to seeing you next week for more advice from women worth listening to.